Hi, and welcome to the Virtue Podcast. My name is Courtney Dahl, and I want to start off by wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And what a year we have had. So many highs and lows which stitched together that we can look back on with a heart of gratitude that God continuously displayed his faithfulness to us through it all. And hasn't he just been so faithful? I want to really encourage you all to take a moment right now or later today or sometime this week and really just ponder on the faithfulness of our God this last year. The things that he carried you through, the heavy, the hard, and the good. Think back on his goodness and faithfulness through 2022. I'm not sure if you're anything like me, but if you are, this last week leading into the new year can feel like an extra long case of the Sunday scaries. And if you don't know what that is, you're probably normal. Just kidding. Let me elaborate. The Sunday scaries, or the Sunday blues, as they're sometimes called, are feelings of irrational anxiety or impending dread that can happen the day before leading back into the work week. Your mind races through all the things that might happen during the week, the ever-impending workload, and we become wrapped up in this state of nervousness. I feel like for a lot of us, those feelings start to accumulate around the end of the year as well, especially if we've been walking through a season of hardship, or honestly, even one of goodness. We look at our current situation, the current state of our world, and worry what the next year might have in store. Will it be better, or could it get worse? Maybe if you're walking through a hard season, you look at this next year ahead and think, God, how can I keep walking through this? Will you ever pull me out? Or if you've been in a really great season, you worry that something bad must be around the corner. But the root issue of these feelings of anxiousness that capture us this time of year is distrust. Friends, we just celebrated the coming of our God who calls himself Emmanuel. And if that name is true, that means that he is here with us right now in the middle of whatever mess you're in. He is with us and he's not going to leave us as we walk into this next year. In fact, as the year comes to a close, I want to remind you and encourage you of a few different promises of the Lord, things that we can cling to so that we can draw even nearer to him, that we might feel the comfort that only the Prince of Peace can provide, and so that we can remember that he holds the future. He who has been forever and he who will be forever, he holds our today, our tomorrow, and our next year. You know, there are over 7,000 promises in the Bible directly from God to humankind. That's over 20 a day for us to ponder on. God's promises are meant to comfort his people in times of hardship and gladness. The word of the Lord stands true. It's inerrant, never changing. So if he said it, we need to believe it, even when it's hard. We have to put our trust in him who has always remained true. Now, I'm not going to go over every promise that God makes to his people throughout scripture, but I am going to go over five of my favorite scriptures, which are also promises, verses that I've clung to in good times and bad as a reminder that God is who he says he is and that he is near. They've reminded me of what is true and good and holy, and I pray that in this next season, wherever you may be, that they would minister to your heart and encourage you, especially as we prepare to step into the new year. One of my favorite promises from God comes from Isaiah 48 and says, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. How kind is the Lord that he would give us such a comprehensible analogy. I think of the long winter months, much like the one that we're in now when the flowers do fade and the grass does wither away. I think of the hard ice that covers the ground some mornings, and I think, how can anything grow from there again? But even in the winter, in the long, dark seasons, in the in-between, God's word remains faithful. In fact, it's in those dark months or seasons of our lives when everything feels bitterly cold. It's there that we must have the courage to stand firm in his word, to remember his promises to us. His word stands firm forever not just on the mountaintops, but in the valleys also. 
A favorite quote of mine that has carried me through some of my own personal darkest moments is from worship leader Christy Knuckles and says, It takes great courage to grow and bloom in the bitterness of winter. What a concept that is, to bloom when stuck under the bleak ice, to rise up above the cold, to dig roots into the hard soil hidden under a blanket of white, to be a light when the conditions are darkest. It's an example that Jesus set for us, one that we're reminded of this time of year. He was born into a place where the conditions were indeed dark, where things were not comfortable or easy or even preferable. But from the soil of Bethlehem grew the tree of Calvary. It's not for the faint of heart to stand firm and root yourself in the word of God in these winter seasons. It takes grit and patience, but you have beauty set inside you by your creator and it's just waiting to spring forth. The hard seasons will indeed come to pass, but the choice to stand grounded in the truth of God in his promises That's a choice that looks like that of our Savior, an honor that we have as children of God. Our obedience and trust in Him now influences our eternity. Another promise of God comes out of Psalm 37 and says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in Him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with His hand. I love the second half of that verse. The Lord allows us room to stumble. It's part of the beauty of free will. On the walk from the parking lot to my office at work each day, there's a crack in the sidewalk where a truly tree root has been lifted up. And I'm not kidding you. Every single day I trip over that crack because as humans and as sinners, we don't always learn from our mistakes. We stumble over the same things time and time again because the enemy is not original. He knows our weaknesses and what's tripped us up before. But God is so kind and he's so near to us. He says that when we delight in him, he makes firm our steps. So even if we're far and we stumble, he still won't let us fall. But if we delight in him, making that choice day by day to take action, to have joy in our Lord, he will steady our steps. He's so patient with us, so gracious, even when it's hard for us. One of the first scriptures that I really remember committing to my heart is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. As a child, and even now, quite honestly, I really struggled with not knowing what lay ahead. I always wanted to be in that next stage of life, hurrying along to the next season. I remember when I was dating my now husband and wanting so badly to be engaged that sometimes I feel like I wasted precious moments of our dating relationship by thinking about what was to come instead of treasuring the moments of the present. This verse continues to serve as a reminder to me that I don't need to know what comes next. I just need to walk in obedience. It's a paradox of walking in eternity right now and yet also living day by day, not knowing what the next will hold. But that's our declaration of obedience to the Lord, saying, I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I trust that you do. We know that he's gracious and that we can trust him, and yet so often we don't. We question it and ask why. The scriptures say that God is rich in mercy and steadfast in love. And really, that's just a poetic way of saying that God is steady and honest and true. It's not about our own satisfaction and what feels good to us, because often what feels good to us can lead to sin. It's rather about what's true, what God has proven to be true. That's what love is founded in. We love God because of who we know him to be, and truth is the heart word of faith. When we are open and honest with God, we can be open and honest with each other. We are not an accident or a mistake. He knows the plans that he has for us. They are to prosper us and to give us hope in a future. This year, I'm challenging myself and you to step out in obedience and faith regardless of the unknown. His heart for us is so good. His plans for us are so good. 
Matthew 11 verses 28 through 29 says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We may be stepping into this next year burdened and heavy laden, tied up with bitterness and tiredness. Maybe this whole year or month has been hard or you've simply had a long day. Friend, this promise from the Lord is for you. He gives us rest. He is a comforter and a provider. His word says so. He longs to come alongside us and share these burdens, though they may be heavy. But we have to step forward in humility first, recognizing that it's not by our own strength and it really never could be. Have you ever seen an oxen yoke before? As a Southern California girl born and raised, I sure have not, so I looked it up some time ago to gain a better understanding of what this passage means. A yoke is a long, shapen, wooden beam that's placed over the necks of the oxen or animal with an attached oxbow on either side, which is a U-shaped piece of wood or iron, which is attached around their necks, which transmits the force from the animal's shoulders. When Jesus used this phrase, it was a metaphor for the union of two people. The two are working and pulling together with one purpose and goal— You see, much like the oxen, if the two are walking in step with one another, the load will be much easier to carry, as the yoke helps carry and distribute the weight. However, if one starts to pull ahead or fall behind, they'll experience a discomfort as the oxbow digs into their shoulders and the distribution of weight is disrupted. Oftentimes, we're like small children, fighting to do it our own way and carry our burdens ourselves. And if you've ever tried to help a two-year-old get dressed, then this analogy will definitely resonate with you. But God, as the gentle father he is, He's there to protect us and hold us and push us forward into step with him. He knows us and he knows that we can't do it by our own strength. So he offers to come alongside us and in his kindness, he carries our burdens. He makes the yoke light. He is our source, our strong foundation, and he lets us find rest in his goodness and in his faithfulness. We just have to submit and he will supply. We get to live on the other side of surrender in his rest. Exodus 14 reminds us that the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. What a sweet reminder of his faithfulness. The last promise of God that I want to share with you today is in Isaiah 54 verse 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. In California, it's not hard for us to imagine the mountains shaking, as most of us have experienced our fair share of earthquakes and tremors. But to imagine them being fully removed is unfathomable. But even in that, to think of the kindness of God, that he shows us compassion, that even then his covenant of peace would not be removed. What a merciful God we serve. I remember when I was a little girl in Sunday school, receiving a mustard seed in a jar and writing down the verse, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I remember squeezing my eyes shut and pointing to a mountain and telling it to move, and being so frustrated when it didn't. I think back now, though, on all of the mountains I have seen moved, and though they may not have been physical, they've still been huge. I've seen relationships restored that by worldly standards never should have been. I've seen crippling addictions fall away. We know what the Lord can do because we've seen the way he moves time and time again. The things of this earth may fall away and be shaken, but his love for us never will. Isaiah 43.2 reminds us, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. We're still going to have to walk through the hard things in life. That's the nature of living in this fallen world. But he promises restoration and tells us that even then, his unfailing love will not be shaken. 
in the deep waters when we feel like we're drowning, he is with us, just as he was with the Israelites. As we walk in the fire, the flames won't engulf us, for he is with us, just as he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We've seen him do the impossible. So what do we have to fear going into this next year when the hand of God upholds us? I know that these promises are easier read and heard than believed. When you're in the midst of the hard, it feels impossible to believe. But friends, there is a freedom found in the Lord and his spirit. The scriptures promise us this. And when we set our mind on these heavenly thoughts from above, choosing to commit these promises to our hearts and walk in blind obedience to him, he meets us halfway. He's waiting there with open arms. I want to end this time today in prayer for this coming year, whatever we may be feeling right now. So wherever you are, will you join me in lifting up this coming year to our Heavenly Father, whose plans for us are good and whose thoughts towards us are of peace? God, we welcome you into this coming year. Remind us of what is true, that you're holy, you're unlike us, you're righteous and good and perfect and blameless. And because of that righteousness of Jesus, we can approach the throne with full certainty, knowing that you hear us, that you love us, and that you have a plan for us. Even when we're worried and afraid, even when our thoughts overwhelm us, help us to hold tight to your promises and to remember them, to write them on our hearts and to commit them to our memory. We thank you for all that you are, Lord Jesus. May we reflect you to this broken world more than ever in the coming year. We lay all of these burdens at your feet. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Virtue Podcast. Have a blessed day.